to be with you all this morning. I'm telling you what, I've uh, I've been blessed. It's a good place to be. I am uh, I'm a little uncomfortable. Uh, if you uh, if you know me, which you guys know me a little bit, but uh, I don't. I didn't have any bibs, so I had to go buy some. So I'm not used <laughs> to wearing anything like this. I. It may uh, surprise you, but I don't. I try to not work real hard, you know, with my hands or anything like that. That's why I went to school for a million years. Uh, that's why I work at the bank and everything else. But uh, uh, I tell you what, I have enjoyed myself, and I love this church, and I love coming up here. Uh, it's it's been a blessing. Uh, that's all right. Uh, it's been a blessing uh, each time that I've come, and I I'm just glad we can open up God's Word, aren't you? I love Amen. the Bible. I I. Uh, uh, there's a lot of different ways to preach, but I like preaching from the Bible. You know, that's my, uh, if you want to turn, if you got your Bible, let's turn to the book of Jude. Uh, it's a, a a small, a short book, uh, but it is a special book. And uh, uh, I tell you what, the more I look at this book, the more I think of today. And, uh, you know, isn't that amazing how a, a book that is this old, as old as it is, thousands of years old, uh, is just as relevant as today. It's because the Bible is, it was not written by men. It wasn't uh, men coming together. They couldn't write a book like this. Uh, yeah. There's plenty of books that are outdated after just, you know, 10, 15, 5 years now. Uh, this book's still relevant. It's still alive, and that's Amen. why I love it. Uh, that's why I love uh, preaching from it. But the book of Jude, uh, just one chapter, 25 verses, but packed with truth. You didn't know Jude and James, they were both half-brothers of Jesus, but I like how they call themselves servants. They both did that. They didn't say, they didn't drop names or anything. They said, I'm just a servant, just like the rest of you. Uh, but one of the things, if you look at the whole book of Jude, I, there's a couple themes before we get into it, uh, but one is judgment is coming. Amen? Judgment's coming, uh, and the ungodly will be punished. You know, that's one of the themes, one of the big ones. Uh, the next theme is men will talk and live wickedly. Amen. Are we seeing that? Yeah. Are we talking about that a little bit in Sunday school? Uh, and also they'll be, as they're living wickedly, they'll be committing uh, uh, unnatural sexual sins. Do you see that a lot in the book of Jude? Uh, but then the other theme is there'll be people who claim to be Christians, but spiritually they're empty. Amen. Amen. That's a sad thing, isn't it? That's dangerous. And then finally, the last theme I see is for the true Christians, we've got to contend for the faith and do it in love and truth. Yep. And that will make a difference to this lost world. But like I said, these themes, you see them over and over again in just this short book. But uh, I love this book. In fact, so much I, uh, I've worked on it quite a bit. Uh, not as long as some of the other ones, but I'll give it a try. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved it. In Jesus Christ and called mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, 
how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not, and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness, under the judgment of the great day, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication, and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities, yet Michael the archangel when contending with the devil he disputed about the body of Moses durst not bring against him a railing accusation but said the Lord rebuke thee uh, but these speak evil of those things which they know not but what they know naturally as brute beasts and those things they corrupt themselves woe unto them for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward and perished in the gainsaying of Korah uh, these are spots in your feast of charity when they feast with you feeding themselves without fear Clouds there without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming out of their own shame, wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Uh, and Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurs, complainers, walking after their own lusts. Their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of the advantage. But, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who say, Separate themselves sensual, having not the Spirit, but ye, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And if some have compassion, making a difference, and others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh, now unto him that is able to present you faultless before the... Uh-oh, I think I messed up. No. Now unto him... That, uh, sorry. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and ever. Amen. 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 I, I'm telling you what, if you saw those things over and over again, right? They, they're over and over. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for its truth. Lord, you're a good God and a merciful Savior. Lord, I pray that you'd help me today, Lord, to share what you've laid on my heart. And Lord, that you'd fill me with the unction of the Holy Spirit. Open up our ears and our hearts for what you have for us today. And Lord, I pray that we draw closer to you as a church. Lord, we'd understand what's going on today. And Lord, we always pray that the lost would come to know you before it's too late. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. amen. I want to focus on the last couple verses of the book uh, this morning, not the whole thing, but verse 16 says, There are murmurs, complainers, walking after their own lust. Their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons and admiration because of advantage. There's going to be murmurs, aren't there? People who grumble, right? I, I'm sure we've run into a lot. People who complain, that's the next thing. You know, people that find fault and all kinds of different things. You know, I hear of, uh, you hear the fruit of the Spirit, but, uh, 
the critical spirit is not one of those. But unfortunately, I hear some even Christians that, that have turned to complaining over and over again. Uh, and then it says, mouth speaketh great swelling words. Amen. Haven't we heard so much boasting? Amen. So they're just talking about all the great things that they've done. All these great, wonderful things. Their knowledge, their big words. This is what we hear over and over again. Doesn't this sound like today? Yep. Doesn't it sound like what yes. we encounter Having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. Don't we hear people flattering each other? Right? They'll run the ones down, but then they'll flatter the other ones to try to get some advantage. Amen? Try to get some leg up or everything else. We're living in a time where men will be grumbling and complaining about everything. Right? We're living in a time where they'll boast to try to impress people. Flatter to get advantage. And this is what they do with their mouths, Right? But in the middle of the verse, it says they'll be walking after their own lusts. Isn't that what we see? We see a world that uh, now they're almost running after their own lusts, yeah. right? This yeah. is what they're doing in their lives over and over again. Amen. But here's something simple that really God uh, helped me to understand not too long ago. That listen, we look in this world and we don't like what we see. But I'll tell you one thing. God showed me. He said, Mike, and I love when he's simple with me. Sinners are going to act like sinners. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Right? Yeah. This world is full of sinners. They're going to act like it. They're going to talk like it. A few weeks ago, sinners are going to vote like sinners. Amen? Yeah. That's what yeah. we see. They're everywhere. Amen? Yeah. It should just remind us of the world that we live in. But I like where the shift comes. Right? Verse 17, they're reminding us, but beloved, remember the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. We get this warning that's been, must have been repeated because they're saying the apostles have already told you this. There'll be mockers in the last time. One of the spots, 2 Peter 3, 3, knowing this first, that they shall come in the last day scoffers walking after their own lusts. So Peter said there's going to be scoffers in the last days. He said that he told us a little more what they scoffed about. They were saying then, where's the promise of his coming, right? Where's the Lord coming yeah. back? All this time has been spent. And remember, Peter responded through the Holy Spirit. The Lord's not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. You know why we're still here? There's still ones that need to come to the Lord Jesus. Amen. That's why we're here. Praise God. I'm glad he was long-suffering along to get to me. Amen. Jude doesn't tell us how they mocked or scoffed. But both of them says that they were walking after their own lusts. Both say the same thing. Peter's passage that men living ungodly lives are mocking God's judgment in their life. They're saying, hey, they're going to live their life as this God will never judge sin. That's repeated throughout the Bible, right? In Noah's day, there were people in Noah's day, this blows my mind, that are literally eating and drinking, you know, making plans to get married, and some of them were sitting over there looking and saw the ark done and watching animals go into the ark and thought, well, would you look at that? I wonder what the special is today at the restaurant, right? Living as if God would never judge. 
We have relatives and friends like that, don't we? Yes. Living their life as if they'll never have to stand before Jesus Christ. You know what scares me even more is Christians who think they'll never have to stand before Jesus Christ. Amen. We're not going to stand before him account of our sins. We're going to stand before him and what he's given us. Amen. The time, the talent. What did we do with it? Did we serve him or did we waste it? But they're mocking, right? Mocking us. Mocking the fact that we walk by faith, right? Mocking the fact that we use the Bible as our standard for living. They're mocking that over and over again. Mocking our belief that God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, uh, they think it just evolved and appeared here. Mocking the fact that we have a real hope after this life. Right? Amen. But the church as these days progress and everything comes closer to the end. The mockers and scoffers will increase. Amen. The sinners will increase. All of it. The wickedness will grow. Uh, but we have got to continue. And here's the thing. Randy already said it. This is a Bible-believing church. Amen. Yeah. Same as mine. Right? We're in this together. Yeah. And here's the thing. We should not be surprised when we look out in this world and see it growing increasingly wicked. Yeah. Amen. That should not surprise us. The Bible said it was going to happen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Right? So if I start complaining about how wicked the world is, I've taken the job of the world. They're the complainers. Right? Yeah. 16, isn't that what it said? Yep. If I sit here and just complain about how bad the world is all the time, I'm not going to do anything for the Lord. That's right. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Around when the twins were born, our in-laws uh, were living with us. Well, their house, they had one house tore down, another one built. They lived, lived with us, and my father-in-law loves Andy Griffith. Amen. He watched, oh my goodness, I've watched Amen. every season. Uh, many of the episodes I've watched multiple times. Uh, I think it's funny. I like it. Uh, but, you know, old-fashioned days, right? It's, it's pertinent to today. Uh, but we watched it over and over again. But one of the things you could catch yourself doing is watching that show and wishing that was today. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I lived there, right? I wish it was. It seemed so much simpler than. But guess what? I, God put us here for a reason. Amen. At this time, yep. you know why to reach our generation. Amen. We're not reaching that generation, or we'd be there. It's for our generation. That's why we're here today. I'm here to tell you. I don't like what's going on in the world. And I don't want all of us to accept everything. But also, we can't get so caught up in it that we forget our job. And that's to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's getting wicked, but the Bible said it was. Verse 19 is a hard one. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. We've got a group that's increasingly opposed to the Holy Spirit, right? Because they're opposed to God's word. Well, some of them have made a Holy Spirit of their own, right? They say it's spirit-filled and everything else. But here's the thing. Here's the secret. You want to know if it's of the true Holy Spirit? Does it match the Bible? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oops. Oh, right? They're living increasingly sinful. That drives me crazy when they say how close they are to God and living so sinfully. I'm like, no, you're not. You're quenching the spirit. You're not filled with the spirit. Anyway, that uh, what we see today, right? The world wants to be more wicked. They heap up sins. They invent sins and, and everything else. They lash out against us. But here's the thing. Uh, we, you know, we were talking about in Sunday school where we are mocked and we're made fun of and different things sometimes. But one thing I've realized that blesses me is that when a lost person starts to get more angry with a Christian, 
Sometimes that means they're under conviction. And just the mere fact of seeing us trying to live righteously and they see something in us, it bothers them. Amen? That just means they're that much closer to coming to the Lord. So I know it's hard, but sometimes when they get angry, I get excited. Good. You're not angry at me. You're angry at him. Amen? Glad he loves us. They want to separate, right? They want to eliminate us. They want us to give up and, and just cling to fear. But God's saying, get ready. Amen? But here's the problem. If someone in the church is going to walk after their own ungodly lusts and follow whatever they want is right and wrong and in their own mind, then we need to separate ourselves from them. That's what the verse says. That, that has to happen. We confront them. We lovingly correct them. We pray for them. But eventually we can't fellowship with people who won't stick with the Bible and the true word. Amen. But I like 20 and what comes after. Right? This is the church. This is the true believers. In the last time, but ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, right? We've got mockers all around us. We've got dividers. We've got holy people on every side. What do we do as Christians? Here's one of the things. We build up ourselves on our most holy faith. Amen. We just keep growing stronger. We fortify ourselves in the faith. We pray more. We dig into God's word more. We memorize it. We do different things. No different than what needs Nehemiah and them were literally doing with the walls, building them up. We are doing the same thing spiritually. Amen. We're to draw and to build closer together. Here's the thing. The world wants us to follow our senses, but we are to be led by the Bible and the Holy Spirit, right? The world wants us to focus on the here and now, but we need to be focused on the eternal. That doesn't mean we don't do anything here. It means that we, everything we do here should be looking to the day that we will stand before Jesus Christ because I I believe that every word I say, everything I do, uh, if it's for the Lord, it will get a reward. If it's for Mike or anyone else, it will be burned up and will be useless. Amen. I don't want to. All of us are going to stand before him with regrets. Amen. But you can't let regret tear you down. You can't let regret say, I've met some people that say, Mike, I've wasted so many years. Okay, well, I don't like that. You don't like that. But don't waste today. Amen. Don't waste tomorrow. Change today. Serve God today. Choose him today. And I'm here to tell you, he's worthy of it. He's worthy. Praise God. I don't care if you've wasted your entire life. You serve him today. You tell people about Jesus today. You give your testimony today and let them see what he's done. Amen. You and I, we've got to preserve, right? Because there's going to be an increase of everything we've talked about. I believe we're nearer to our salvation than when we began. But I don't know how much time we have left, right? We have to we have to plan ahead, but also live as if he'll come back today. We got to do it both at the same time. And you and I are responsible for our own spiritual growth. I know we've got overseers. I know we've got teachers. I I know we've got mature Christians leading one another, but you're responsible for you. Amen. We can't make you pray. We can't make you get in the Bible. I'll tell you what, don't do it for me. Don't do it for, do it for the Lord. Amen. Praying in the Holy Ghost. We struggle with things like this. It doesn't say praying to the Holy Ghost. It doesn't say speaking in tongues. You know what I believe it's talking about? Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Amen. Amen. 
If you're led by the Holy Spirit, guess what? Your prayers will be in line, right? Your serving will be in line. Your mouth will be in line. That's what we need to get in the center of God's will. It's the hardest thing to do, isn't it? And those times where I actually feel myself in the center of God's will, I know I've got to be careful because I'm going to be out of it real quick. Amen? Mike likes to wander off, doesn't he? He likes to do his own thing. But I'm glad we got the Holy Spirit to help. I'm glad Jesus is interceding. But here's the thing. If you're following the Spirit and the Holy Spirit points something out when you're in His Word or you're hearing something, you got to deal with it. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Yeah. I know I like, I like reading through the Bible. And, and I challenge you, if you've never done that from the beginning to the end, you need to do it. Amen. And once you finish, start over Amen. and keep doing it. Amen? Amen. But one of the things, I don't know if you're like this, I like to check boxes, whether it's an actual checkbox or not. And if I have to read a chapter and the Holy Spirit stops me in the middle of it, I have to stop myself from reading through the whole thing and <laughs> skipping it and forgetting about it. Yeah. I have to stop myself and say, Lord, mm -hmm. you want me to deal with this right now, don't you? Mm -hmm. Lord, that's hard. I know this, but we got to do it. That's how you build yourself up. By serving the Lord. By actually applying his word. By listening to the Holy Spirit's leading. That's how we build ourselves up. Mm -hmm. And it is more vital. If you are going to try to play church and act like a Christian and just, you know, as a side business, do what the Lord wants you to do, you will fail. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but you will. And I'm not saying you'll, you'll lose your salvation, but I will say you can end up like Lot at the end that lost everything. Oh, he was saved from judgment. He didn't burn up in Sodom and Gomorrah, but he lost it all. Yes. Do you want to be like that? No. But I'll tell you what, any one of us could stop uh, stop relying on the Lord, stop getting in the Bible, stop uh, praying, stop doing all these things, and we could end up just like him. Yes. We've got to build ourselves up in this, these last days. Amen? Amen. You've got to acknowledge that you're listening, admit the problem, ask God for help, and then pray. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Verse 21 says, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Here's the other hard thing. God still loves the mocker, the scoffer, the ungodly lost person in the world. He loves them, right? They're a soul. He doesn't want any of them to perish. He's not willing. God showed his love on the cross, didn't he? When Jesus died for our sins and we can point uh, this lost world to Jesus. But the only way we can do it is in God's love. Amen. You will not show anyone the love of Christ without you showing them love. It's impossible. Amen. Right? Amen. we got to live a holy life. But how are, we, how are we treating sinners? If we treat sinners like the Pharisees did, we're not going to win them. Amen? Because Amen. why? We're trying to show this world what a loving relationship with Jesus looks like. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So we have to show love outwardly. And I believe that's the thing this world right now doesn't have. Right? Oh, Mike, they've got love. Sure they do. But do they have unconditional love? That's right. No. This world, love has strings attached. What will you do for me? Yeah. What is it good for me? Right? Relationships only last as long as it, what, I'm getting what I need. Amen? Mm -hmm. That's what this world's doing. That's right. 
That's not the love of Jesus Christ. He died for us when we had nothing to give. Amen? Nothing. That's the love we need to show this world. That's the love. Because he showed it to us. We've got it in ourselves. Amen? That's the love that this world can't replicate. They don't understand, but then we can point them to who gave it to us. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. We gotta look up sometimes. Amen. He's coming back. Yeah. Amen. And here's how you keep focused. Building your faith, exercising your faith, always watching for the return of Jesus Christ, and wanting to be found working when he returns. Amen. Amen. And if some have compassion, making a difference, and others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. There's lost people all around us. And here's the other thing. It's going to take some different methods to reach different people. I didn't say different gospels. Some you can show compassion and lead them to the Lord. Others, they have to be scared a little bit. Amen? I, I remember a couple years ago, there was this man getting ready to have open heart surgery. They were going to replace all kinds of things, bypass stuff. I mean, just all sorts of stuff. He was lost, and he knew it. And we were meeting with him the night before this big surgery. You know, no guarantee. I had to use verse 23 and tell him, hey, if you don't wake up from this, you're going to open your eyes in hell. Amen. Right. He, I mean, he needed it. And he accepted the Lord. Amen. Amen. Sometimes it takes that. And I think a lot of times we need to show the compassion and love. But either way, it's through the Lord and the Holy Spirit touching their heart. But a lot of times we figure out what they need by getting to know them. We need to be friends to this world. Yes. Not partaking in it, but we need to show them right. that we're, we're just, we love them. We care about them. Mike, that's a lot of stuff to do, isn't it? It is. It's hard. But look at verse 24. Now, unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. In this last days, there's going to be scoffers. There's going to be mockers. There's going to be ungodly people, sensual people, lost souls and everything else. And it is hard work for us to do what God's called us to do. Prayer takes effort. Digging into God's word takes effort. Getting ready for Sunday school takes effort. Getting ready for the meal. Uh, uh, inviting the community in. All these things take lots of effort and trying to live godly and trying to balance all our responsibilities and doing all these things keeping everything going and it seems impossible and it would be impossible without the Lord but aren't you glad we're serving one that is able amen I may not be able you may not be able but he is able amen he can allow us to keep going on he's able to keep us from falling oh praise God for that I would have fallen flat on my face many times if he had and caught me and prevented me many times. And I can tell you what, it can be depressing looking at the things in these last days. It can be depressing thinking of how far this world has come in such a short amount of time. But I'll tell you what, all these traps that are set before the devil to try to get us and everything else. But I'm glad it's not up to you and it's not up to me. It's not up to our strength. We can rely on him. He'll keep us. Amen. Amen. One day he's going to present us faultless. Yeah. You see that word? I'm not faultless. 
Far from it. I don't even think I can make it a whole day without sinning. I mean, if you think that's crazy, you need to see what the Bible calls sins. Your mouth, your head, what you're doing, what you're not doing, all that. He says, flawless. Jesus, the one who died for us while we were yet sinners, is going to one day present us to God the Father. Say, here's my son. Here's my daughter. Mm. I can keep going because of that. Amen? I can keep going. I don't care how bad the world is. I can keep going. Because I'm doing it for him. Preserved in Jesus Christ and called. That's how he started the letter. Now he's reminding us he can present us. So I don't know where you guys are at today. Maybe you're frustrated. Maybe you're just depressed. Maybe you're down, ready to give up. I want you to think about that. He's able to present you. He's able to keep you. He's able to let us keep going. I'll tell you what, our flesh is constantly warring against the Spirit. Amen? Amen. But He's going to present us. He's able to do that with exceeding joy. He's excited about the day you and I are with Him forever. Amen. So what do we need to do in closing? In these last days, church, what do we got to do? What did it say at the beginning? We got to contend for the faith. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. We got to contend. That's the, it, it's no accident I'm here in old-fashioned days, right? Because right. one of the things that needs to be old-fashioned is we stick with the Word. Amen. Stick with the Bible leading us. Yes. Stick with doing God's will. Amen? Stick with doing things that don't make sense because they're faith and they won't make sense. Not compromising, not changing. Amen? Amen. Right. Keeping the old path. But also, we got to not complain. It's hard. Not mock this world. That's their job. We're taking their job if we do it. We need to pray for these lost souls in this world. Amen. Because as more wicked as they get, we need to pray. You know what? I pray a lot of times. I say, Holy Spirit, let them be unsatisfied in what they're doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You'll only find joy and sin for a season. Lord, make that season in for them. It's hard. And then we got to live righteously. Witness the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. If they see us and we say we're Christians, but we're not living righteously, you are doing a lot of harm to the cause of Jesus Christ. We've got to live the same way we talk. we got to look up. Right? Our redemption draweth nigh. But not only that, I've said it many times. But I believe the most important days, I think it was Luther, I'll steal it from him, is today and the day we stand before Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. That's it. we got a lot of plans for the future, and it's good to make plans. Sometimes we have to with bigger things. What are you doing today? Are you serving him today? Are you trusting in him today? Are you doing his will for your life today? Because if not, whatever you're doing is not, it's all going to be gone. I'm just reading in Isaiah. Babylon destroyed. Damascus destroyed. Everything destroyed. All of it's gone. And they're weeping. Where did it all go? Where did our gold go? Revelation. Where did our stores go? Where did all our stuff go? It's all gone. This world... 
has a big effect on us. Yes, it does. We got to fight to be not conformed to this world. Amen. 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 And I'm here to tell you, Jude and many other books of the Bible tell us that this stuff is going to happen. And the more wicked it gets, just reminds us that the Bible is true. And reminds us that our time's drawing near. And it should also remind us that those around us are dying lost every day. Amen. Hell, I don't know who said this, but I love it. Hell is not a nameless and faceless place. We know a lot of people that are going to be there if they don't change. We've got to give them the gospel. I know it's hard living in these days. I know it sickens us. Amen? We don't like what's going on. But we've got to trust in God. Amen. We've got to contend for the faith, and we've got to do what God's called us to do. If government helps us, great. If they don't, who cares? It's not their job. Right? If the schools help us, great. If they don't, it's not their job. It's our job to get the gospel out. Amen. Amen.